What is going on, everybody? What is going on? Welcome into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Hump Day Picasso's Pizza. I like it anxious and anticipate when it's going to come so I don't flinch, and then you catch me off guard by surprise. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's We Are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. It's Hump Day! Hump Day! Hump Day. We are are live (laughs) on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. This is also dropping as a podcast. Whatever medium you are consuming this on, please subscribe. uh, Like it if you can. Leave a comment or leave a review if you can. I know you can on the podcast stuff. Uh, But uh, Jay Spencer King, it's been a minute since you and I have been, well, together in this fashion. We've actually spent the last several days together. Uh, but this is the the first time you and I have have been here together. Well, I guess you were here last week. For you popped in last Technically, week. Technically, yeah, I did a half. I did a half with yeah. you. It was fun. It was fun yeah. last week. And Sterles was great. Thank you so much, Sterling, uh, for sitting in for Jay Spence. What a weekend! What an absolute incredible weekend! And you know of what? Course. We're we're just gonna we're just gonna get started. <laughs> Unless we want to welcome the people in the comment section, which go ahead and why don't you do that? Real we can. We got some people with us. We got, I got to finally meet my man Rich Rush mm, this mm. weekend. He was there, and he's in the room tonight. Uh, let's see, Tracy is here. She was just kicking it with me over at the Wait, Conduct. I got, I got a backup just to let everybody know how locked in certain members of not only like this crew. Uh, but, uh, but even like the beat reporters, Richard Rush, I, 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 we're at the mafia house. Right. And, you know, I, I walk, I walk back, Stevie Johnson's there and Mookie's there. So I like bro Mookie up. We talk for a minute, whatever we hug. Yada, yada. I walk over to Richard Rush. I'm like, Hey, Richard Mookie's over there. He goes, I know he walked up to me and he goes, Richard Rush. <laughs> so Mookie <laughs> knew Richard Rush. Richard Rush is the man before Richard could introduce himself. So yeah. I thought that was freaking dope. So keep going. I'm sorry. No, no, he's the man. Like Richard Rush is that he's that dude. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we said Tracy's here. Shout out to Jessica. Um, I didn't get to see Jessica. I don't know if she was at the game or not. But she said we need to find a mic for the first five minutes. I'm not like a mic, mic, mic. Is that what she means? Like, oh, maybe <laughs> mic, 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 mic. <laughs> just, just get like a sound effect and just mic, 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 mic. <laughs> just, just uh, Sarah's in the building. Uh, she's talking about my wardrobe change. Yeah, I was sweating. Joy made me nervous. I'm gonna be honest with you. Joy made me nervous. I had to freshen up real quick before I jumped on the hump day. Uh, Brian Bowers is in the building. What's uh, up, yeah, Dan Frederick, Dan Freddy, the, the my man with the the best barbecue in Buffalo and the best tailgates apparently because every time I hung with him, it's been a party. Uh, <laughs> I can't get to everybody. I can't get to everybody. Let's see. Oh, my man Robbie's in the building. What What's is up? Let's talk seven one six sports and 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 Pam. Okay, okay, I'm done. It's too many. <laughs> Assuming. love y'all <laughs> they're, they're all up in the room uh by the way great job that that code of conduct i watched the whole thing i was in the background the whole time the whole time through uh mlj and then also through joy taylor i don't know if you want to just talk i know people there's some people here that were there and there's probably some people here that weren't there if you want yeah. to talk just for a second and for the people that are listening to this in podcast form that you you know maybe you want to go back and listen to it just talk about that experience real quick because mlj was great and then joy was great too i you let her off the hook a little bit i would i'd have pinned her to the wall but i get it i get it dude so. she made me nervous man i'm just saying like you you can't you know I mean, like I, I had to change, like I was, I was sweating. So, but no, honest to God, um, Marcel. First of all, everybody knows Marcel Louis yeah. Jacques from from ESPN. Uh, it was a it was a sad day when when it was announced that he left Buffalo to go down to Miami. But mm-hmm. he's a friend of Buffalo, even though he's he's um, covering another team. He's still a friend. So he wanted to get to we wanted to get together for this week and kind of just talk as as friends do and and uh, and party it up. So so yeah, Marcel was amazing, man. He's yeah, he was um, good. 
and he has some great points. He talked about, you know, and honestly, as a Bills fan, I think everybody would love to listen to what he said. I don't think he, I think he was very honest and I think he was very, um, you know, he wasn't trying to, you know, kiss Miami Dolphins fans butts, which right. I think Bills fans are used to because he didn't do that with us. Yep. And and he's just super honest. And then, and then Joy, I mean, y'all, y'all got to go watch it because I mean, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I will the, say, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I will say, I tweeted it out and I'm just going to repeat it. Like, it's like one of the greatest feelings in the world when you just prove people wrong. I like, saw that tweet. When you achieve, when you achieve mm-hmm. a goal that people feel like you couldn't achieve. It's and amazing. the thing is, this isn't even like the first one that I've achieved over the last like month. And it's like, it's like this month and this is not bragging. Like I'm saying this right. as a, like, y'all right. my family, I kick it with y'all every Wednesday. I kick it with y'all every Tuesday. So I feel like I, I know y'all love y'all, you know, y'all have, y'all have dealt with, um, dealt with grieving with me over, mm-hmm. over the last f- four or five months since the shooting you've, um, you know, just everything you all have been there. So like when good stuff happens, I want to share that too. So I'm saying yeah. like, this is the best when I started podcasting, I told Joe, man, is is Joy Taylor, uh, uh, Colin Coward, and I wanted to, to interview Shannon Sharp, and yep. I just reached a goal today, man. Like this is freaking amazing to me. You know, I think it's, I think I think I said reach for the stars, and uh, you have been trying Let's to grab go, them every time. Let's go. The only the only place where I was like. Mm to marcel uh was when he said i think this year's version of the dolphins could have beaten last year's version of the bills and i was like ah, i don't think that defense is still stopping the bills from last year that bills offense last year was so good even still well, they've gotten better but they were so good i think it depends on if you're talking about the buffalo bills we saw in the playoffs or if you're talking about the buffalo bills we saw early on because don't forget there was a nine to six game <laughs> like, well so, that, i mean it was that was in the middle they beat him the, they beat him week two 35 nothing Right, but but what he's saying is this team, if yeah. if this team was Miami team last year, and for instance, they and the Bills showed up like they did against the Jaguars last year, the Dolphins could have beat oh, us last year. Oh, for sure. Well, if the Bills yeah. showed up like they showed up against the Jaguars, the Dolphins could have beat them twice last year. That team, they could have beat that team twice last year. That was just an unfortunate game that I'm glad I didn't really watch and didn't have to talk about <laughs> afterwards. So still a blessing. <laughs> I don't even remember... I don't even remember if there was a post-game show. Things are good. So, yeah, apologies to everybody that was ex- looking forward to the off-tackle with John Fina show yesterday. Uh, as, as luck would have it, the person that needed knee surgery was knee surgery was not the former offensive tackle for the Buffalo Bills. It was me. Um, I was supposed to have it today, actually, and uh, it got moved to yesterday. And it was supposed to be at 1, and I didn't get rolled in until 4. So, like, I sat there in a hospital bed from 1 o'clock till 4 o'clock, like, just waiting, just sitting there waiting with an IV in my arms or dumping a bag of water in me. And then uh, I don't think I got out. I don't remember. I got out late. And by the time I texted John about 7 o'clock, I was like, I'm a little loopy. He's like, maybe we should cancel. <laughs> I was like, all right. I would have I loved to have watched that like you watched it. He, yeah. Joe texted me immediately Sunday night. Or well, he's it's actually Monday morning because it was too late Sunday night. But he's like, yeah, I watched last night. Do you remember everything you said? Like, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was a blast. Yeah. So, and, and let's talk about just that real quick. Just the weekend vibe. I mean. You know, it was it was the the home opener and 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 the the home opener vibes. That, that it's funny to me because I spent time talking to a couple of different people over the weekend about just amazing moments in that stadium. And and Monday was an amazing moment in that stadium. And all the feels, all the chills, walking back in. I took that the video of me walking into my section, right? And you come out like that. That tunnel walk will forever be because I've been doing it since '97. That tunnel walk for me, and then the field opening up will always live in my memory. So capturing it was cool. But we were talking about how electric it was going to be versus other times. And as much as it was electric and that crowd was on fire, 
nothing will ever match that first Monday night game we had against the Cowboys. Like that first comeback against, not comeback like we won, but just that night was incredible. But the, mm-hmm. this past weekend, Friday night, right? Well, I, I got to hang out with Sterles on Wednesday night, but then Friday night and then Saturday night. I mean, the karaoke thing was, dude, freaking John Scott crushing. He killed it. He killed <laughs> it. It was the Backstreet Boys, right? Baby, bye, bye, yeah. bye. Like, yeah. the dude was doing all the moves and everything. Uh, that night was insane. Saturday I night, think, obviously. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think Matt was uncomfortable. I think. Oh, Perino? I think Matt, yeah, when he did Baby... No, you did Baby Got Back. He did... Um, he what did, did Matt do? The milkshake. Uh, my milkshake brings yeah, all the Yeah, Khalees. Yeah. He did Khalees. I think he was... <laughs> I but think it was, was very uncomfortable. It was incredible. We we raised a whole bunch of money for charity, which was awesome for mm-hmm. uh, for Aunt Pearl's Church. And then Saturday, like, it was... I, everybody kept asking me how Saturday was. And I was like, it was madness. And the reason it was madness for me and you were there is we just... We were having technical issues. 20 minutes before we're supposed to go live and that's the moment where i'm like i was expecting to walk in we hired somebody for all the audio it's like this is gonna be a piece of cake it's gonna be a blast and then like 20 minutes beforehand i'm like wanting to snap laptops across my knee but the whole thing worked and it was great there was a ton of people there a lot of energy and then sunday hanging out with you and sterles and croom and everybody there and then obviously the game all day monday but what were some of your takeaways just from i know you talked about a little bit at the end of your show but if you want to go back through and thank everybody again i would love it so Oh, I mean, for me, it was just like, like you said, on at the end of my show, I thanked everybody because it's like, so I'll be honest, um, Friday night, I was a little nervous just about, um, we got good donations, so I knew I would be able to give the church something, but I really wanted to um, make sure there was a decent turnout and, and just sing, you know, even if nobody yeah. sounded good, because Aunt Pearl loved to sing. Like when I tell yeah. you, it didn't matter the song, it didn't matter the, the, the where we were, what genre, she just wanted to sing. Right. So I, I really wanted that. And it turned out beautifully like it was probably um just one of the the best nights of my life as a bills fan to come together with other bills fans and to do this um i want to uh let me see go down a list for that uh dan Alyssa, uh sarah you uh b sterling you know like i had a team Mm. of people that helped me put that together sarah put together some like amazing uh, baskets for that like incredible baskets it was a great time and um and we sang. Somebody kicked me off my stage. Like, it was my stage. And I, I got kicked off stage. They wouldn't let me rap Jay-Z. Can you believe it? But it's all love. We had some fun. And then Saturday night, man, the beer release. Listen, if you're in Buffalo. Good. And you don't, and you didn't try this yet. Get to Wegmans. Get to Resurgence. I'm missing somewhere else. There's another place that you want to get. Um, where's the third place show? I don't know. But if you see Buffalo <laughs> Rumblings on the shelf someplace, grab it. Right, because it won't stay long. I promise you. Last year, it was gone within like a week and a half. Well, Matt, War- Matt Warren walked out with about three <laughs> cases of it. <laughs> he walked out like I see the I can see the muscles and the veins popping out of his arms. He's like waddling out, and he looks at me, and goes, "I bought some beer." <laughs> like he rolled out the door. <laughs> I had to text Dan, the guy, the, the the guy that runs it. I'm like, "Hey, can you put like some cases to the side for me?" Because yeah. <laughs> all I got left is like three consumers. Shout out to Dan Freddy. Yep, appreciate oh, you, man. Amanda added too. Yep, Amanda, who was not in attendance, also knew so. <laughs> That's a little sting for Amanda, but then obviously the you know and then and then Sunday was just an all day event of football and just kind of just a, 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 not an exclusive but a limited group of people watching mm-hmm. football with Joe Croom. And if you've never been around Joe and met Joe, Joe's just an he's awesomely a, uniquely <laughs> humble dude. He's a riot. Think, man. He's a riot that doesn't think too much of himself. He's always got a joke. He's always wanting to have just a little bit of fun, maybe a little more fun than maybe you want to have at the moment. But he's just that guy. Um, and then Monday was just. That game, man. That game is just. Uh, it's funny because when we talk about one of the things I wanted to talk about, and I sent you the, the note, and it's at the bottom. 
just the national attention we're getting. And I think what's weird to me, and I'm already, so we had a game Monday, we had a game two days ago, and I'm already anxious for this next Sunday's game. And I, there's people out there telling me the Miami, there's 0% chance Miami can beat the Bills. And I'm like, wait a second. Like there's never, that's never accurate, right? Um, yeah. So 0% chance is not true. And then there's people out there that are worried and we'll talk about injuries you and I will here in a second. And But I'm anxious just because I, I as we've overcome all this PTSD about are they good, are they not good, are they going to lay an egg on prime, you know, primetime television, which they don't. This team shows up in primetime. And then the other, the last egg to be cracked that's not Super Bowl related, the last egg to be cracked before you get there for the last 20, 25 years has been when the national media starts to talk about the Bills. When we were 5-0 and with Ryan Fitzpatrick and all the different times we got out to great starts. If, they, if one person chirped a word about how good the Bills could be, they lost four in a row. Mm-hmm. And that's like, and, and and that's not it now. Now people are talking about how this is the Super Bowl favorite. The Buffalo Bills are the Super Bowl favorite. Josh Allen's the favorite for the MVP. They're crushing people 55 to 7, or no, was it 74 to 17? I don't know what the number is. The margin of victory is insane. It's crazy how much they're beating teams by. It's ridiculous. It's like this is uncharted territory. It, it, like people are talking about how good they are, and they are. Like, they're the best team. Like, I was watching the thing today because I'm stuck on the couch. You know, there's the AFC. There's the <laughs> NFC. I don't know if you – did you see it? You, you know, uh, inferring? Like yeah, was, they did. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the AFC. <laughs> then there's the NFC. And then there's the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> and we're here to tell you that the Buffalo Bills are better than everybody in both of those divisions. And I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> Dude. I mean, but but seriously, it's, it's, it's a – it's realistic, like, because I'll be honest. Like, so you remember, and I'm sure you do, like the year that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Mahomes was just incredible. And Tariq Hill was doing what he felt like. And so was Travis Kelsey and everything, right? So back then, I would get jealous. Like, why can't we have the team like that? Yes. Like, why can't, you know? And then, so it's like, now we're that team. We're that team. Like, we're that team. And it's like, and we're, can I talk about Reggie freaking Gilliam? Can I just like talk about no and like honest to God, dude? Like I don't I don't know what go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, 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 you're good. I because I was about to like where I was going at first is like we're that team now. Like on every level, we're good. Like the, the starters, the backups, and every position, we're good. And but but it's like Reggie Gilliam, man. Yep. Like can we talk and forget the touchdown? Let's let's forget the touchdown for a That's second. What I want to talk about. <laughs> well, well, when, well, so you bring that up next. Right. But 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 before we talk about that, can we just talk about how this man has come from being a name that not many people knew to a guy that came into the league as a tight end and then converted to a fullback tight end yep. hybrid. Yep. And now I, honest to God, feels like he's a top four tight end in the NFL. Probably. The way he's playing these first two games, this guy is incredible. Can we just give Reggie F and Gilliam his flowers for a moment? Like, round please. Of, round of applause. Jeez, man. Like, the dude is <laughs> He's finishing blocks with violence. Like, he's taking guys out of bounds. He's like, listen, if you got weak knees, don't try to go up against Reggie Gilliam because yep. he's snatching them. They're gone. Yeah, yeah totally. They're gone. It was amazing to me. And vantage point is big, right? So you're on the Bill side. And I don't know if you saw it or how well you saw it, but for mm-hmm. me, the play, when the play happened, and I said this on my show Sunday night, I lost the play. I followed Singletary, and then there was like, I saw spinning around. I didn't know what happened. And then the next thing I see is Josh Allen chasing Reggie Gilliam with his finger in the air. 
Um, so of the play live, that's all I caught. And then I caught it on the replay. But what stuck out to me the most, and I, this is the part that I don't know if you saw, but I was like, did that just happen? He scored and like four players did like the sledgehammer thing. Yeah. Like, and it was like years. at the same time. At the same time, it was like, beautiful. I was like, what in the hell was that? It was beautiful, <laughs> like, man. And like, was... and from where I was, like, I was on like the like the 40 yard line. Yeah. And like where, where it was, it's like it literally, it just it almost looked like half the team did it. Right. <laughs> just like everybody. And it's just like, yo, I love it. I Including love it. obviously Josh Allen. And then I got to see the replay and just to see the moves that he make, made to get open. Uh, the spin, you know, the spin and broke out of that one tackle and then cut around and, and whatever. It was just amazing. But that whole night, I mean, just Stefan Diggs was not to be contained. Um, you know, it, it just and, and Josh Allen was just doing jo like the, 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 the one run that he had was another ridiculous run was another Josh Allen. Only Josh Allen does. He dives over the guy, lands on his left arm and then pushes himself forward. Be, not that he didn't know. And I'm sure he's going to try to get that extra yard. But had he not done that? Had he just fallen, he's down, it's short. But he puts mm -hmm. his arm down, rolls himself over, and gets the first down. I just, wildest dreams, land. wildest dreams land, bro. I just don't know. I mean, it's just, this is. Oh, and, and I'm back on this. Oh, yeah, I know it's only week three. I know it's only week three. He's on I'm pace for on 17. This. He's on pace for 17 interceptions this year. <laughs> Pay my dog, man. Pay my man. Pay him. It was cool to meet his dad and his brother too. His dad's super humble guy. Great, uh, great guy. Yeah, super great nice guy. guy. Um, but it was just an electric weekend. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's a weekend I don't I just want them to always happen. Like I just let's just keep let's just keep doing that. Although I can say that I was glad this morning when I, I for some reason this morning when I woke up, I was like, I'm glad that we don't have two of these in a row. <laughs> it would have been a lot. What? I'm nervous about Miami, man. Not the not the game. I'm nervous about going. <laughs> like, like right. it's gonna be. It's like I, I don't know if I can. Like you just said, I don't know if I could do it two, three weeks in a row. Yeah. So just real quick, wrap. Let's wrap up Monday night with this. And what I have is just that the fun thing that everybody likes to talk about. What did we learn? So what did you learn about the Buffalo Bills Monday night? I learned that they really are who we thought they were. Like this isn't. It's not a fluke. So like all the stuff that the media, the national media has been saying over the summer, of course, we're going to say it, you know, mm -hmm. like Bill's podcasters or content creators and writers, we're going to see all the positive things. So yeah. every year, every team, you can go listen to a Lions podcast last mm -hmm. month and Lions podcasters will say, man, we're finally improved. We got an all coaching coaching staff. I mean, we got an all player coaching staff. They can yep. find yep. reasons to say this is going to be a great year. You listen to Jets podcast, same thing the bills really are that team and and the fact that everybody's picking them I, I i started to feel bad like you know no i don't i don't like the attention listen come on and love on me i, I want all of it <laughs> give it all to me come on give me hugs come here come here give me because I, I want it all i want it yeah for me uh i think i learned and, and am learning that we're going to be okay with ken dorsey i i kind of knew it right coming out of yeah. week one i felt it and felt we would be fine my biggest hope my biggest hope was that he would have a better flow situationally than sometimes brian didn't have now and we always speculated was that coming from the top uh you know was it you know was mcdermott telling him to run more was mcdermott telling him to do things in certain situations we weren't sure we knew that there was a rift there a little bit not one to ruin a relationship but that there was one idea and another idea and there were kind of, you know it goes back to mcdermott saying we had a conversation it settled you know what i mean which basically says i put my foot down and i get my way but what was funny about even saying that sidebar is to hear marcel louis jacques talk about how he talked to brian dable 
off the record can't who run. told him in 2020, we throw those short passes to Beasley because we have to. We can't run the football. Brian Dable said that <laughs> to a beat reporter, and it's something that guys like you and me speculated for a long time. Like, stop running the ball. Just throw the ball to Beasley. Throw two-yard, three-yard things. Um, so for me, just to see Dorsey, it seems like uh, it's not a problem for him. Like, the role's not too big, calling play. And clear, you, you got to wonder, being a former college, very successful college quarterback, uh, not successful, but former NFL quarterback, he's got to know, right? He's got to be inside Josh's head and like see a situation in a down and distance and see a defense and almost know what Josh wants. Right. Mm -hmm. So for I mean, me, it's, it's oh, nope. No, I, I was agreeing with you. I'm saying like, yeah, like you, you could clearly see. And, and again, one of the things that Marcel said, and I'm trying to remember who else said, but I feel like a lot of people are saying it. Like, I feel like at this point, Ken Dorsey feels like he's just playing quarterback in college. You know, like I just feel like mm -hmm. the the way he was, the way that offense was, now he's just getting to have fun and watch himself play. Like that's right. what it looks like. And right. and Josh can do everything that Dor I don't know if everybody um in the comments or listening to this on pod form knows. Like Ken Dorsey, he was really that dude when he played. Well, the team was that team, you know. And right. and, and, were, and but and he, he 38 and two. Wasn't that his number? 38 and two is what he tells Josh. Yeah. He brags all the time for being 38 and two. So it's like when you look at that and then you look at he was used to having a team that was just dominant. And yeah. now you look at this and hey, it looks a whole lot like the team he was uh, playing in college. Uh, shout out to Jessica. She says, uh, talk on Raleigh Sports Radio, Dorsey to Panthers. Hell no, you keep your filthy hands <laughs> off my offensive coordinator. Matter of fact, can we extend him now? I don't remember right. what his contract is. Can we extend him? The good news is, and the smartest thing was Joe Brady being in the wings. So, I mean, it's, and, and you already see the connection. I mean, Joe Brady and Josh Allen are mm -hmm. doing jump through the air chest bumps, which is crazy. I thought for sure uh, Allen would wipe him out, but he didn't. Uh, no, yeah, 38 and two. So he was there, if I'm not mistaken, during the Willis McGahee, uh, Frank Gore, all those years when they were just cranking out running backs, right? Out of the U. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, he, had, yeah. So he knows what it's like to even have a really, really good ground game. It'll be interesting to see how this, offense to continues how this offense continues to develop with him as the offensive coordinator if he gets to be here for a couple of years which if he's here past one we'll i'll be surprised if we're if he's here past two we'll be lucky right can we talk about leslie frazier he he should he should absolutely yep. be gone thousand percent absolutely like so as much praise as we're giving the offense right now uh, you and i talked this morning and i'm like dude the defense is actually they actually played better than the offense because if you think about it if we're being let's nitpick for a moment let's just nitpick nitpick away first two games of the season <laughs> the buffalo bills came out and they went into halftime games were pretty close yeah close <laughs> At halftime, it, it didn't look like – I mean, now, in L.A., if you were in the building, and I don't know how it felt watching the game, but if you were if you were there, it felt like we were dominating. So it, nobody was scared in the building. But when you go into halftime, it's, it's close. This past Monday, guess what? It was close. Yeah. That third quarter, man, yeah. they, they turned it on. They turned it on. It was it was it was close. It was 10-7, right? <clears throat> so it was close in as much as it was 10-7 and with four minutes or with one minute left, they scored another touchdown. So at halftime it wasn't close. 17-7 two-possession game isn't really close, but I think it felt closer than it was because I mean the Titans, you know, their first drive they went down and scored. Uh, and then you know, on top of that, it was like the Bills kind of muddled a little bit offensively, and the Titans did as well. Oh. 
But well, yeah. hold on, hold on, because because I, I mean, like, and you're right. It wasn't score wise. It wasn't close. But the point, like the the point, I mean, when I say it was close, you look at that first half, and the Buffalo Bills offense wasn't the offense in the first half that they were in the second half yes. either game. So what I'm exactly. saying is, if you find a game that the Buffalo Bills put that together from the very first snap to the final snap, it's gonna be ridiculous. Like we we just won 47 to like yeah. Yeah, yeah, forty-one to seven, and then what was the what was the score? Of the forty was it forty-two or forty-seven? To I can't remember. I don't remember know the, the score. I, 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 I don't know the, the score. <laughs> I don't know the score. It's just but, like how is this happening? What's and what's crazy is we don't talk about the third quarter lull anymore. Remember how we used to have the third quarter lull? That was a thing <laughs> where like the Bills would come out of the locker room and almost just take a nap uh, and like do nothing. But uh, go ahead. No, Brian just said, you remember when we couldn't do anything in the third quarter? I just said that. Great yeah, mind. Now, now we're pulling guys and coasting late in the third into the fourth. Josh <laughs> Allen literally sat on the sidelines joking with people. I watched him go around joking with people. You know, yeah. first of all, now, again, I'm on this. Poor for probably right. I'm a little upset about it because the new things in his contract, he has to get 92% of the snaps in order to get – you have to you have to look at the things that he needs to qualify for, for this extra $2 million. He's not going to get it if he's sitting out the fourth quarter like this. Oh, right, right, Like, right. he sat out the entire fourth quarter. There's no way possible he's going to get 92% snaps, uh, you know, on defense if this is happening all year. Come on. I mean, I love it that we blowing teams out, but I want my dog to get paid, too. But what I'm saying is, it's like, this is just, this is insane, Joe. Yeah, but this the, is insane. I agree. But getting back to that defense, I think the comment that you made, I don't remember if you've made it here, is, is it po- I know you said it on your show, is it possible that this defense might be better than the offense. Are we back into a world where we're excited to watch the defense again versus the last couple of years, they've been number one, but it hasn't felt that way. The way that they're getting mm-hmm. pressure on the quarterback, Vaughn Miller, to me, you know, I expected, you know, Taylor, Taylor Lewan went out in the first drive for the Titans, like the fourth or fifth play. I expected Vaughn Miller to just lose his mind. I thought for sure mm-hmm. he would eat that whole game. And he didn't. He, you know, he got in the backfield, I think, once or twice. Uh, he, you know, he had a tackle for loss on Derrick Henry, but his presence still being there just seems to do something to everybody else. And obviously, Daquan Jones is the star Latulale we all thought we had, right? The last couple of years, three, four years. I mean, it's just the defensive line is unbelievable. And it's gonna take that type of an effort from them this weekend to probably protect a lot of that defensive backfield, which we'll talk about here in a second. But, you know, what sticks out to you as far as what this defense is doing? Why are they better? I just think that, um, I mean, you you said it perfectly. So, yeah, Starla Tuliday was good as far as he, he ate up double teams and he kind of, you, you feel like Ed Oliver and Tremaine and all those guys are supposed to be able to move more freely. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it just didn't happen. Now you got these guys that we got and all of them, every single one of them, you got a dog in every position on that defensive line. It's you crazy. rotate a guy out and a guy comes in fresh and guess what? He's a dog too. And it's like the Buffalo Bills, I think Marcel quoted it on the show or he tweeted it. They they blitz the least, but they have the highest sack rate. Right, right. That's dangerous, man. And cuz then cuz then when you do decide to blitz and y'all going to give my dog his flowers tonight too. When you see my guy like Tremaine come through and shut y'all up, then all of a sudden it's like, "Hold on, man." Hold because you got Tremaine, you got Matt Milano playing, you got Von Miller doing it. You got mm-hmm. and wait till Trey comes back. Wait till Trey White comes back. Wait till it's just it's just dangerous. And I, I I'm too excited. I don't I don't know how I'm supposed to be acting. I haven't had a drink you today. Can feel the energy, but I Trey. feel like it. 
I feel the energy, bro. I love it. It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> I mean, I get that. I get that you, you know, you had a procedure, so you probably, you know, but listen, this is this is where I'm I feel like this is where I am until week 18. Dude, I have I have no pain and I have had no meds. I've had four nice. ibuprofen in 24 hours. That's all I've had. Oh, they so did a good I, job. Yeah, I keep hearing. Uh, I keep hearing. Well, I've spent the last eighteen months strengthening strengthening the knee, trying to get the left knee strong gotcha. again. Because I know from playing sports and being you know being around people that have had meniscus surgeries, you know, athletes, professional athletes in particular, it's a three or four week injury. Whereas, like for people like you and me, it's a three month injury. And I've always asked that question: Why is that? Well, because their knees are really strong. So I've spent a lot of time strengthening the knee, and I think now I'm even though I was nervous beforehand, it's paying dividends, which is good. But the energy is real. Uh, I am sipping a little Jameson, but uh, for all intents and purposes, I'm more than sober. I could drive to the gas station right now if I needed to. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's just. And that's part of the the not it's not anxiety the anxiousness that I have even for the next game, which sometimes and in, in my old age makes me nervous because I, I want to enjoy the season. I don't want it to mm-hmm. I don't want it to just fly by. And you know what I'm talking about? Where you like you wake up and four games have gone by, and you're like the quarter a quarter of the season's over, and then all of a sudden I've, half half of the season is over. It's like what is going on? I feel so, like it right now after two games. I do right. like already after two games. It's just like wait, LA happened already. I, right. Like we've been waiting on it for so long, and now it's like. But you know what? I enjoyed both games. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 been incredible. So let's turn our focus to uh, the next game in Miami, even though we've talked about it a little bit. And with that, that uh, you know, the injury report came out, and the injury report is long and distinguished. We saw a lot of guys. Get, it was funny because we saw all the guys get injured, and then after the game, we see Dawson, which you probably saw it, Dawson Knox on the table getting his foot wrapped, and I'm like, oh my god, Dawson Knox got hurt too. Uh, it came out afterwards that other players had gotten hurt, and I'm going to just roll the. I'm going to throw the injury report up here. So the Bills today conducted a, a walkthrough practice. They did not actually have a physical practice, which probably makes sense coming off a game on Monday. Gabe Davis, from every report I've heard, he's expected to play this weekend. Now we knew before Monday that he wasn't going to play, not only from national reports but just from other people that we knew. Um, and that some are saying that that was precautionary. Do you know if that was precautionary or not, or was he really unable to play? I, I everything that I heard was that it was precautionary. So I, I feel confident, one hundred percent confident that he'll play this weekend. Gotcha. Don't I mean, to me, I can't. To, to me, it's just very important. It's very important that Gabe Davis plays. Obviously, Micah Hyde did not participate today. Dane Jackson did not participate today. It's important to basically announce that uh, Dane Jackson was out of the hospital, as was Micah Hyde yesterday, Tuesday. Uh, Dane was at a party, uh, a birthday party for Jordan Phillips, as per Josh Allen on the basement with Kyle Brandt, uh, and was in the building today. So Micah Hyde, Dane were both in the building today. I can't see Dane Jackson practicing or playing this weekend. Maybe Micah Hyde. I guess we'll see. Cam Lewis didn't know he was hurt. He was a healthy scratch. He was a forearm, but a full participant. Dawson Knox with the foot did not participate. You got to assume that he's going to play because he played Monday night. Matt Milano with the neck had the stinger. Full participant. Got to assume he's going to play. Mitch Morse elbow. I think you said it. He's expected to play. Uh, Ed Oliver. I would hope he's going to be back this weekend, right? If he's limited, he should start working towards it. Jordan Phillips. I can't imagine Jordan Phillips playing football this weekend. Did you see the the? Did you see the replay when he went down chasing Matt Milano? No, I didn't see the replay, but I can't imagine Ed Oliver playing this weekend. So literally, I had to rethink the way that I worded it in my notes. So at Matt Milano catches that interception, he's running towards the end zone, and Jordan's just running with him like full full on. And I had in my notes, 
you know, it looked like somebody like a sniper shot him and and then the way that he fell. And I like took it out of my notes on Monday night because I just felt it was probably inappropriate to say it literally looked like somebody cut his legs out. Like he was running as hard as he could. And all of a sudden, bang, just fell on the ground. And it was like, oh, that's a hamstring. Like his hamstring popped like it was like he couldn't. It, you know, most guys, when they do that, they like come up limping. And that's not mm-hmm. what happened to Jordan. It was it was scary the way that he went down. So if you get a chance to watch the it's the overhead shot of Milano returning that that return and you can see jordan phillips is right in the camera shot as he just goes down like a sack of potatoes it's bad uh jordan foyer or jordan Poyer with a foot uh was limited i didn't know joy jordan got hurt i don't know if you knew he, that he's playing he's playing yeah, yeah and then tim settle clearly <laughs> is he's playing yeah he's <laughs> so it, it looks like we're going to swap ed oliver and tim settle for jordan phillips and the question is is you know i don't jordan, know i don't i don't think i don't think i mean everything i've now i haven't talked to the team on this i ain't mm-hmm. talking to him the way he was walking I'm not talking about moving in practice, Ed just Oliver. literally walking. Ed Oliver, I mm-hmm. don't think he's going to play this weekend. I can't Again. see. It. I can't see. If he heals up that soon, I would love it, obviously. But I just, man, look, the, the way mm. he was walking, I can't see it. Wow. So the injury bug, I mean, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's hit one, it's hit one Bill's drive and it's hit us hard as far as that goes. So the question becomes on that, let's start with the defense. Where are you at thinking about, and I've got this down here already, and it's down later in my notes, but we'll start there anyway. The Bills will face, obviously, Terry Kill, Jalen Waddle, Mike Kosicki with a def- depleted ba- defensive backfield. How concerned are we? What I mean, what what is your key to success? How are the Bills going to stop? And I think I know the answer, but how, how are the Bills going to stop that Miami offense? I mean, t- two rookie corners, and the two rookie corners have never been on the field together until after Dane got hurt, right, just before the mm-hmm. half. And they didn't exactly face what we would consider formidable wide receivers and a great quarterback. Now, what you want to say about Tua, not you, but what people want to think about Tua is not to be dis- – I mean, dude's coming off a 400-yard, six-touchdown football game. He can throw the football. Level of concern? Uh, I mean, for me, my level of concern is just speed. So it's not Tua. But, right. I mean, when you when you see what Tariq Hill is doing – now. I don't know how long Tariq Hill is going to last playing this type of football all season. Mm. If you watch that game, that Miami game, he it, he was extra physical. He was making plays that you typically don't see Tariq Hill have to make. Mm. When he was playing with Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes did that thing where he could kind of, like Josh, you know, he moves around a little extra time, maybe three, four seconds in the pocket, extra, and, and Hill can get open, and then he has some separation, and then he breaks it for a long yard. That's not how I mean he he did that a couple of times, but that's not how he got most of his he's he's he he actually ripped the interception out from a guy and was was hit pretty hard on that one. So I just I just don't see it, man. Um I, I don't see him last in that way this season if they right. don't figure out how to get him open more. Right. As far as as far as what I'm worried about, you got two of the most quick, speedy receivers that on that team, and we haven't been challenged there yet. Cooper Cup had a game on us, but we haven't been challenged there um, with on both sides. We don't have Trey. If Micah can't play, I, I think he will. But if he can't play, then, um, you know, you really get worried about masking those deficiencies. Right. So that's my only concern. But I think I think Matt Milano is going to show up big. I think Tremaine, you already know. I think he's going to have an amazing, like I told you last week, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again, Joseph. <laughs> my man Tremaine is doing it. Uh we probably need to take a minute and talk about Tremaine Edmonds in that game. Let's, let's do it. Let, let's, let's do it here. Let's do it here in a second. Um, because when I consider just what I love about what I've been, what I love about the defensive backs and what we've seen is their willing bodies with their willingness. <laughs> By the way, 
bodies, catching bodies, trademarked on this. I think this show by that guy, just so everybody just, knows. I'm just saying. I'm yeah, just saying. So, so there's other people. I'm getting, tired of, now, I'm getting tired of these podcasts are stealing from me. Give me my out, credit. There's other people, phrases that we use, mainly that guy. I'm just saying, they, they stole my hoodie. Now they're going to steal my sayings. Come on, man. I thought y'all blocked me. Come on. All <laughs> uh, right. So, um, catch your bodies. That's me, Joe. Don't Jay bring Spencer. it up. You know, Tra I can. trademark defensive <laughs> king. Um, I'm here for it. Dude, I got receipts, bro. Um, I do too. But uh, I think what's encouraging to me about both uh, Kair Elam as well as Christian Benford is their willingness to slide the line and get physical and make tackles uh, on, you know, obviously the running backs. Like they were, they, they played la a large role in keeping, you know, Derrick Henry at bay. And boy, did they, this pad, the whole team. Uh, in my, if I had to guess, this game plan for the defensive backfield, especially if Micah Hyde does not play, is very much going to be the Levi Wallace game plan, which is keep everything in front of you, let him catch the football or drop it, but let him catch the football and tackle him. And it's going to be a, a, a big-time bend-and-don't-break type defense. Almost slow them down. Let's not let them score in 2 minutes and 21 seconds of clock time. Let's make them drive the field to slow the game down, score, and hope they make a mistake and let our offense do what it has to do, which we know it can do, put up 35 points or put up 38 points, uh, and hopefully they score 32 or 31 or 30, uh, and the game gets kind of worn down. But I just can't, I can't see a world where you're asking them who was it? I was asking Sterles because it was, was it Tyree kill? There was one of the plays. It was, we were watching it on Sunday and the dude just let Tyree kill go right by him, right off the line. And I was like, Sterling, why don't they just jam that dude? If, if you've got Tua, and I know that neither of us are necessarily, we've never been to the scouting Academy, but if you've got Tua that has to get the ball out in 2.1 seconds or 2.5 seconds, cause he can't get out of the pocket and he can't feel the pressure. Why would you not get your hands in the shoulder pads of every running back to break them off the route. Why would it's the conversation we used to have with the freaking, the, the Patriots all the time, all the, time. the mm -hmm. like jam the receivers. So Tom Brady can't get the ball away so fast. And they wouldn't, they just free release them. Or like, do you remember? Like, I don't remember who it was. There's one defensive back we had here that would do it all the time. He'd stand like 12 yards off, off the wide receiver. And Tom Brady would just look at me and go, Doink! throw an eight yard pass every time. It's like, what is happening? But I'm concerned about the defensive backfield, especially if Micah doesn't play. Now, I have faith in Jaquan Johnson and DeMar Hamlin, but I still am greatly concerned. They're going to have to collapse that pocket like they did last year in week two over and over and over again. Yes? No, I didn't say that. I just got annoyed with one of the comments. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying they're gonna have they're gonna have to get pressure. The front the front four is gonna have to get pressure on Tua in order to kind of make that defensive backfield work. Yes. Yeah. No. Absolutely. But but the thing is though, I do I don't even with our backups. So say Micah can't play. Say um, whoever's out. The thing is our backups, man. The discipline that our team plays with, we're not going to be making those type of plays that the Ravens gave up in the second half. It, it like it, there were plays that Tariq Hill was running running wide open. That's not going to like. It's just not. That's not the Buffalo Bills team. So yeah, I agree. You know, I'm not I, worried. But can I, we? Can I, we? Go ahead. No, I because go ahead. You got one more on that because I just want to address something. Yeah, yeah. Let me finish up and then you can address it. I uh, for me, I felt like that. Ravens Dolphins game was very akin to the Bills Rams game in 2020 where the Bills went up 28 to three and at halftime came out kind of like this game's over 
All we got to do is just bleed the clock. And the Rams were like, this game ain't over, bro. And they came back and took the lead. I felt like that's what happened to the Ravens, that like when they came back at halftime, they were just like, you guys haven't headed for the bus yet? This game's over. Haven't, did right. nobody tell you it's over? Like, bye. Yeah, bye bye. And, and then, then the Dolphins, didn't. and then the Dolphins beat him. Go ahead. I said, "Oh yeah, I did leave." <laughs> the Dolphins <laughs> said, "Oh yeah, I did leave." But, but no, listen, Lone Wolf, you've been people's for a minute, man. Yeah, I love you. I love you. Don't, 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 my man Tremaine Edmonds. So, Lone, those listening by podcast for him, Lone Wolf says having a few good plays doesn't make Edmonds great. Let's do me a favor. Get that hate out your system, okay? It's 2022. This is your team. Get the hate out your system for your team. We have the best team top to bottom in the NFL. We have the best defense. We have the best offense. We have the best special teams players. Like we got, we just got, we got Taiwan Jones on special teams. Get the hate out your heart. Okay. Love you. Yeah. Let, so with that, let's talk about Tremaine because we're, we're finally getting a view of what his role in this defense is supposed to look like, which is, reading and reacting and coming and finding lanes and exploiting lanes without being touched because the front four is consuming all of the offensive linemen. The offensive linemen are not making it three steps or three yards down, you know, beyond the, the line of scrimmage and, and confronting him, not, you know, getting a hand on him. So he's penetrating and the bills did blitz. I mean, they blitzed that one time on Tannehill and Edmonds got the sack, but he didn't even see it coming. I didn't even see it coming. It was like all of a sudden, bang, Edmonds was through the hole and was on top of Tannehill. It was great. He was making, ta- he, 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 he cut through the one gap on the, on the one play and like housed. He basically caught Derrick Henry's body. He housed Derrick Henry, which to me, I was like, whoa, snap. <laughs> like that boy came to play tonight, but it's not just there. He tipped the ball. So he had the first tip on the interception that, that Poyer got that Hyde then tipped and then Poyer caught. He's playing the way that his position is supposed to allow his body to play because he's not tied up in a bunch of gunk. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, to be honest, that's what we've wanted to see from him. Yes. And that's what we were supposed to see from him. And yes. that's why I'm saying it's amazing what happens when you have more talent around you too. Like, because what Bills fans were expecting him to do was to also make up for the deficiencies on the defensive line. It Like, so if the defensive line can't stop the run and then it's like, okay, last line of defense has to be Tremaine and Matt. But if they're, if, if the, I just I just feel like we were expecting him to be Iron Man and Thor at the same time. And it's yeah. like, let that dude, let that dude just do what he's supposed to do. And when you know what he's supposed to do, then you look at his game completely different. And I've been saying this now for two years. I love you, Tremaine. I love you. <laughs> it's on the wall. It's on the wall. <laughs> just saying, it's been there for two years. I'm Shout just out to I'm, Celeste. I'm impressed that you pointed in the right direction with this mirrored camera thing. <laughs> I'm learning. I've been we've been doing this enough. I've, I've been I'm getting there. It's been <laughs> years. It is like there's not many things in my life besides my marriage and my kids that have lasted longer than this this relationship between you and me being on camera every single week. Like we've been doing this a long time. I still remember the first one. I was like, we're going live. With, the, with this weird crazy name the hump day hotline i don't know why they're letting us do this but they're letting us do this hey. um so a topic that i wanted to talk about because i brought up i put up a tweet on sunday night just about the fact that and i've said it several times i've said it since the, the first official roster came out that i use i use the word irresponsible irresponsible is probably not the right word um presumptuous of the bills i don't know overconfident might be a better word they're a little too confident in this idea that Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs are going to be iron men, you know, the, 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 the roster comes out, they've got an X receiver, a Y receiver, and then they've got one backup. And that backup is Jake Kummerow. 
for basically the X. Uh, and then they've got four or five slot guys on the roster. Mm-hmm. And, and last week I just said, remember, we're playing the Titans. So no matter how this week goes, because my expectations were against that young defensive backfield, that we were going to exploit them. And we did. However, it was Stefan Diggs that used them big time, like hardcore. Like they could not stop Stefan Diggs. And if you can't stop Stefan Diggs, just like Josh Allen said, you just keep throwing the ball. Like if you're going to keep doing this, I'm going to keep throwing that guy the football. However, against them, Khalil Shakir at many times, who I was told over and over again, Joe, you're ridiculous. Khalil Shakir can play. Mookie said it to me. Well, Shakir played the outside in college. And I said, I know he played the outside in college, but he doesn't play the outside necessarily in professional football. We don't know what he can do yet. He looked a little lost at times. He's especially got swallowed up and lost in blocking schemes. So when Davis, his position is, or his assignment is to come into the inside and provide a block in the run game, there was many times where melee was happening around Shakir and he was just kind of like, what am I supposed to do here? Like, I'm not even really sure. Kumaro had his two catches, which were great, but three catches for like 66 yards between the two of them. Is that sustainable? Is there anybody out there that's a boundary receiver? that they can go get as a backup and sit on the inactive list or put on the practice squad because you just, you're, you're gambling, right? Thinking that Davis and Diggs are going to make it the whole season. It didn't happen. That the gamble was they're going to make the whole season and it didn't happen. No, I mean, to an extent I get, I get the question and it's a valid question, but then on the other side of things, I, I just think, this game, uh, Diggs just ate. You know, I, there were so many plays that that Kumaro could have been targeted where he had separation. There were plays that we obviously could have used um, Isaiah McKenzie. And I know you're talking about boundaries, so I get what you're saying. But it's Outside. like we just didn't we just didn't use them because Diggs was eating. And then I mean, don't forget, I'm thinking like week eight, week nine, ten, you probably will be signing an Odell Beckham Jr.-ish kind of guy. We're gonna let, be, you know what I mean? So I'm just let's saying go there. Is that what's happening? I mean, is that literally potentially what the intention or what the I mean, what they're is that what's going on here? Are they keeping a subtle roster spot, quiet roster spot open for when hey, when you're ready, let us know. It it absolutely feels like the playoffs are are focused for signing another weapon. I'm at the roster, not the playoffs. <laughs> like, does the roster is that how that roster so, reads to you? We're, fi- I mean, right now, I think we're fine with the roster. Like I said, I think, I think I understand. Like when you say it, like they only had a couple catches between them, but, but I think if you go and look at it, let Josh me, let could've, me, he could let me pose it this way: What if we were playing a different defensive backfield? So, what if we're playing a defensive backfield that has two? So, I, I would say the Dolphins when they had Byron Jones and Xavier Howard, and they had Minka Fitzpatrick. If you're playing a stud defensive backfield, you can't tell me that you're looking at Diggs and Kumaro and being like, "We got this. We're good." I, I just don't. Absolutely I don't know. can. I'm, I would absolutely be comfortable with that with our team that we came with Sunday against any team in the NFL right now. I don't think it would have mattered if if Gabe Davis was in LA and they had Ramsey on that side. I don't think it would matter. I, I don't think it matters. You think that, that Gabe Davis is beating Ramsey the way that Diggs was beating Ramsey? He might not beat him the same way, but I don't think it matters. Like the the team is dominant mm. overall. Defense. They find offense, another. They find another way. Is what you're telling me? Right. So I mean, like, it, okay, we might not win it the way you know. It might not be where we got two receivers over 100 yards, and you know, fine. But but we've seen Josh Allen throw it to Reggie Gilliam. We're seeing him throw it to you know, like Josh spreads the thing around. So I'm a hundred percent. Like I'm, I'm comfortable. It's, it's this. So, and I get it. And I, you know, I'm here, I'm here for it. And I'm a bills fan and I don't hate any player on our team. In fact, I respect Bobby Hart more now that he 
hung around for Jeffrey Simmons and then tried to choke a coach on the team. Like, like I don't respect like, it at all. You don't, that's, that's ridiculous, man. I'm just saying, like, I don't know what happened, but he's not backing down from Jeffrey Simmons. So whatever happened on the field, he was ready to have words. Shakir isn't going to stay lost. He has to get some game reps and get some chemistry, get his chemistry going. He's just a tiny baby. This isn't the season where you want to truck guys out there to learn how to play football. Like, this is the season where, no, 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 the best 53 are out. I'm not saying that Shakir isn't one of the best 53. I'm just saying there's things that I feel like the Bills could have or should have done to ensure the success and viability. Now, I know that Crowder can probably play the the Shakir, the Shakir thing is getting weird to me. Uh, we didn't play our entire quarter Sunday. That's true. Well, Shakir did, and she, but they were running the ball because the game was over. And I love seeing the refs from James Cook, by the way. we That's something that, like we're not even going to talk about, but because it was like garbage time. But I love to see. I stuck around. Everybody's leaving, and I stuck around to watch James Cook play football. Um, even in even the one thing that he was stayed on the roster to do, return punts, he's not doing. Like he is the he's the punt returner on the depth chart on the actual roster. Week one, he was a healthy scratch. Week two, he's in the game. Crowder returned punts. It's just, I'm confused. I apologize. I don't, that's making anybody mad. I'm just confused. Well, no, just don't over don't overthink the depth chart. Because I feel like at this point, the Buffalo Bills, I know you're not a huge, you're not a basketball fan, but one of the trends that's happening right now in the NBA is like positionless basketball. So, mm. for instance, you'll have LeBron James playing power forward, and but he's bringing the ball up as a, point guard and then right. like it's just it's positionless so when you look at these guys and you look at the way we have um the depth on the roster I, yeah punt return okay we got four guys that can punt okay go ahead you know so i just i, I think we were solid there so if if um if Crowder gets injured or if Crowder can't, if he's not performing well, all right, let's throw Shakir back there. Let's throw Cook back there. We have a we have a few guys that we can kind of get involved that way. So Agreed. I just with the depth chart, like I get it. A lot of fan, you know, because I I look at it too, and it's like, okay, so this is how they value things. But then when you really watch the game, you really get to see how they value things. And um, I tell you what, I t- the, the the biggest concern for me is actually, I still don't feel like McKenzie is as involved in the offense as 100%, I want him to be 100 so so like I know I know there's a whole thing out there where people think I don't like him or whatever I'm gonna tell you what I just don't like him for punt returns but when it comes to the offense I want him involved 100%. I need him to get targets and the fact that Gabe Davis didn't play le- th- this past week and he I mean he had some good catches he had it was like one over the middle it was like for what 40 yards or 37 yards or something like that who's that love it McKenzie he had yeah. one like right over the middle yeah um I'm trying to think. He had a couple plays. He had a drop on the first drive there. That and, cr- and, cr- and Crowder only well. Crowder had one catch. It was a 16-yard play with the option route, and he run it, ran right. it inside of the seam, which that's a play that Isaiah McKenzie can make. And that's kind of right. what I'm saying. They have four slot receivers on this roster. I don't. Well, but again, look at how the game is being played. If if you're able to beat these guys and just methodically go down the field with eight yards, ten yards, sixteen yards, eight yards, five. The Buffalo Bills are going to take that. They don't have to hit the big play every time. That's something that nobody's talking about. Uh, not much. People are probably talking about it. They're just not expounding upon the fact that jo- how how have you noticed how much Josh Allen is one two three back to That's two all, yeah flat one That's two three back to one flat like he's Good. literally doing something we have not seen him do like be, like he's taking ownership of something we've not seen him take ownership of. In his entire career, one, two, three, one, flat. Like he's going. Go look right at both games. Go both watch games. both games. Both and, games. And the first game, Diggs was like catching these passes over the middle for like four yards, seven yards, and he was turning them into thirteen. Right. You know, so he 
that's the running game. Right. I, I know I, I said it on the code of conduct and Marcel was like, I don't know yet. Cause I can't tell it's not enough. I'm telling you, I'm not saying that we can't run. I think this year, if we wanted to, like if they really wanted to run, I think we could do it. But I think now they're just at this point where it's like, you know what? We can just come out here and make Josh MVP. We can dominate. <laughs> so let's give him his numbers. Let him be 35 for 40, you know, throw 80%, four touchdowns or whatever. Like, let's just let Josh have his way. And so I feel like that's the way the team is built. And then you got guys like Von Miller and you got Jordan Poyer and these guys doing interviews saying, no, we 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 feel that this year we want to come out and dominate teams. Yeah. That's, that's actually something that's this point that we're making right now about Josh being committed to going to the flat and taking what the defense is giving him is something that has never come up ever in the conversation early on the first two years and even his third year a little bit about his completion percentage because Josh was never the guy that was going to take the easy one yarder, the easy two yarder, the easy one, three yards behind the, behind the line of scrimmage. He was always holding the ball, waiting to get it downfield. Uh, it's, 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 remarkable to watch to see the commitment and the evolution of the player um and it's a cool topic to talk about because we didn't even really plan to talk about it but uh amanda says do you want to throw that back up there amanda says so if we have to pick a team that is going to be a struggle is it sunday uh only because of the injury bug this goes back to <laughs> he's shaking his head no i i say only because of the injury bug it goes back to what i said and people have already started calling me out on twitter for it well joe said they were going to go undefeated and it's not that I said they were going to go undefeated. What I said was, if you look at every team we have to play on that on that schedule, do you see a team on there where you're like, we can't win that one? I feel like we can beat every single team that's on that schedule. I'm not saying we will. I feel like we can. But I'm also the guy that called us to split with the Dolphins. Now, the question is, and we can roll into, obviously, the last topic of the show, game predictions and stat lines, final score of stat lines for Josh Allen. Of the two games, if we were to split with the Jets, the Patriots, or the Dolphins, for me, I'm guessing it's going to be the Dolphins, and then it turns into which game? Do I see a world where the Dolphins come to Buffalo in the cold and beat the Bills? No. Do you see that happening? No, but see, I also said to you Sunday at Joe's, at Joe Crooms, I said, I, honestly, I still think it's going to be the Patriots that's going to be second in this division. And I really? Get it. Even still? I, yeah, even still. I know they lost to them week one, and I know the, I, I get it. The Patriots start off slow every year. Even when they had Tom Brady, they would start off slow the first couple games. And then all of a sudden, everybody, oh, Tom Brady's falling off a cliff. Oh, Bill Belichick yep, can't yep. do it. Yep. It's I almost, still it's, don't believe in Tua. And I yeah. still don't believe that. So what I'm saying is, like, I have these questions. Now, if they prove me wrong, all right, Miami, y'all got it. Y'all take that win and I, I take that L. I think the Patriots are still the team that I saw some things that once they kind of get some – communication better on that offense i think mac jones is still out there throwing passes that's like wow like i, I didn't think this guy was this good so sorry bills fans i, I gotta give him a little bit of credit there i think the patriots are gonna be okay bill belichick's greatest strength to me is not scheming defenses or run games bill belichick's bill Tex, bill belichick's greatest strength seemingly if you look at the body of work over the last 20 25 years is exactly what you said is starting out the year with okay who are we gonna become right at losing a couple games early winning a couple close and then figuring out what we're really good at and how we're going to beat people and then executing that for the last three quarters of the season right doesn't that seem like that's who he is as a head coach versus yeah, it does versus deciding who we're going to be before preseason ends and then trying to force that down for the entire season which is what most teams do and it backfires a lot bill has always and been I very committed to just being like uh that worked let's keep doing that 
<laughs> and, and you know what? And that could be a thing too. The fact that um, it's like it could it could be because I'm also reading the comments where they're saying like this year they do start off slow, but this year I think they took a step back. And right. uh, the pay, the play callers are failing the Patriots. So I get those points, and and all of you are absolutely right. But like I said, I just think what it comes down to for me, it comes down to players. Mm-hmm. Like the reason why I feel like the Buffalo Bills are the team we have, Josh. The reason why I think the Patriots are better than the Dolphins is because they have Mac Jones, and Mac Jones is better than Tua for me. I would be worried about the Dolphins if they had drafted Justin Herbert. Agreed. You have this roster with Justin Herbert and geez Louise. Like, like I don't want no parts of it. I want no parts of it. But with Tua, let's let's see what I do. Yeah, Hill, Hill, Waddle, Chase Edmonds, and uh, and Gasicki with Justin Herbert. Woof. (laughs) I guess I don't want nothing. I don't want it. I'm sorry. So uh, let's talk about this football game coming up against the Miami Dolphins and you're going. Yes, sir. That's exciting. So I wish I could go, but there's no way. And and I didn't know what to expect for this post knee surgery. I didn't know if I'd be able to sit on a plane with my knee bent. You know what I mean? Like, well, you've had, you've had a real one. Mine was a, mine was a kitty surgery. You had a real surgery. Man, it's a surgery, man. (laughs) Trust me. I get you. I get you. But there was just a measure of, I'd love to go to Miami. And I had like, I had a ticket for me and I was like, I can't go. Same thing happened for the LA game, but uh, getting into that game. So game prediction. So you're predicting a bills win. I am. I'm at the game, Spence. Oh, look at this. Now I know what shirt to bring. Nice. <laughs> Let's go. I'll have mine too. <laughs> um, so so uh so you're you're uh you're going to the game, you're predicting a Bills win. What do you got for a score? I'm gonna go Buffalo Bills. Uh let's go Buffalo Bills 31, Miami Dolphins 13. Yeah, there's nothing about this game that scares me from a heat standpoint because the Bills have gone down there the last two years in the heat early. And basically thumped the Miami Dolphins. So I think there's they're they're ready for it. There's an expectation. It's been warm enough here that it's not going to be ridiculous for them. I don't think. I think the Bills actually put up a forty burger as well. But I think the Dolphins stay close. I think, I think the Dolphins are going to be in the thirties. I don't know where thirty two, ish. I think the Bills are like forty one, thirty two, somewhere somewhere around there. For me and the Bills win this football game. Uh, is anybody? You guys are supposed to be putting your uh, score predictions in the comments now section. Oh, they're, now they're coming. Yeah, eighty-six to three, Steve Lynn. Come on, Steve. I like man. the confidence, man. I like the confidence. Uh, Josh Allen stat line for me. I think he's good for four touchdowns again. Um, I definitely think that he's probably in that. Uh, with Xavier Howard, there's a question as to whether or not he's going to play. He was held out of practice today with a groin. Um, if he's injured, Josh Allen could throw 450 yards in this football game. Um, but I'm going to give Josh probably like 375, four touchdowns. What about you? It's tough because, I, I mean, again, I, I, and I feel like a broken record now because I keep saying this. I feel like I'm coming across as cocky. Mm. I feel like really it's just it feels like whatever Josh wants to do. Because, again, he, he had what, what do you have in there? Four touchdowns this past game? And four. And he didn't play the fourth. He didn't play the fourth quarter. And we didn't look good the first quarter as an offense, so I, I just feel like I don't I don't know. I, I, to be honest with you, I gave you that score because I went to you know thirty one to thirteen, but I feel like it could it could be thirty eight, it could be forty five, like right. And I'm right. again, I'm not being cocky, man. Like we did that to the Rams. <laughs> they just won a Super Bowl. Like right. we did that to the Rams, man. Right. Right. They got Jalen Ramsey on defense, and and Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis didn't care. They Aaron didn't Donald. Care. Aaron Donald was there. He got a sack. He 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 got he got what he wanted. But guess what? It didn't matter. No, it didn't matter. 
it didn't matter. Josh still was throwing people out of bounds. He still went angriest run of the week last week. Yeah. Like, like this is this is this is our team. This is our jo- reality. Josh Allen's house. Daddy's going home. Half that stadium's hey. gonna be filled with Bills fans. To be red, white, and blue, right? Hey, we got a bold prediction in the comments. Randolph Moore says running backs explode for two deep. I don't know. Is that an explosion? It is for this team. That'd be awesome if it's not Josh Allen <laughs> with two touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. That's that's an explosion. For sure. Here we go. My man Steve wants to know, will Josh even play the fourth quarter? I think he will. That, that's the one thing that surprised me. I was, I was surprised they pulled him out. because, And maybe it was because so many people were getting injured because Josh, a lot of times, the Rams game, they'll be up big and Josh will keep playing. They'll keep him in there. They'll keep the, the whole offense in there. And I've been surprised many times. That, so I was surprised that they actually didn't or that they did pull him out in that football game. I don't know if you were. But. Well, I, I was glad they did. I was, yeah. You know, because like you said, Josh, he likes to get hit. You've been given permission by Tracy yeah. to be cocky. Tracy and Joy told me I could be cocky. She was like, go for it. Just And I said, I'll take it. That's awesome. Well, why don't you uh, send us out of here? Uh, and uh, just, uh, I just love it when you do. And uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. Go for it there, boss. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate y'all for hanging with us on the Hump Day Hotline again. This Joe. Yeah, it's been a great weekend, man. It's been so much fun. So this this is uh so we're looking forward to another good weekend. Listen, y'all, y'all know how we do it over here with the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast and Podcast Network. Y'all love each other, take care of each other, and live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative, go bills. Go bills. Mm-hmm.